Would you be surprised if on a podcast about podcasting, we talked about SEO? We are talking about search engine optimization today because yes, it matters even for podcasters. Welcome to Uncommonly More with Stacey Harris. I am Stacey. I'm the host of this show and the CEO of podcast production agency, Uncommonly More. My team and I work with podcasters just like you to shift shows from frustrating time sucks to productive members of sales teams with professional strategic podcast production. You know what? I think that's enough. Let's get into the show and we'll talk more there. I started this conversation on the podcast newsroom and before we get into more of this, I want to remind you that occasionally I start conversations there uh, and we dig deeper on this show. But oftentimes, if you want to be the first to know, if you want to hear what's happening on my mind uh, right now this month, the podcast newsroom is the way to go. So if you're not yet subscribed, make sure you are uncommonlymore.com slash newsroom. You can, you can obviously correct this misstep and get subscribed and not miss another one. Uh, we'll have another one coming out next week. So make sure you are on the list. I'm really stoked. And so I don't want to do a big preamble for this episode and sort of like thesis statement, this intro, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk a lot about search engine optimization. And we're going to talk about some ways that podcasters aren't thinking about this. Because podcasters have to care about search engine optimization. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why podcasters have to care about search engine optimization, why podcasters have to care about SEO, it is no longer optional. It is really easy to give in to the misconception that search engine optimization is a blog problem or something you only need to worry about for your landing pages or your sales pages. Uh, and that I chose an audio medium so that I don't have to care about that, right? But in reality, search engine optimization is about content discoverability, right? It is the thing search engines are using to deliver the correct content to their actual consumer, which is the end user. And we don't tend to think about SEO outside of the context of Google. And that's a huge mistake. It is an absolutely huge mistake. And it allows us to perpetuate this misinformation that SEO is a landing page thing. SEO is a copy problem. SEO is something that bloggers need to worry about. Spoiler alert, Google is not the only web-based search engine, for one. Uh, and two, search engines sometimes look different than Google. Sometimes they look like YouTube. Sometimes they look like Amazon, Audible. You getting me? Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Sometimes they look like Pinterest. Sometimes they look like TikTok. That's right. All of these platforms are using text and keywords in text to get content in front of their end user. Us 
You and me as content creators, you and I as people who are using words on the internet to get people to do something, we have to care about it in all of its forms. I think the most compelling reason that podcasters need to be caring about SEO is it's the cheapest way to extend the life of your episodes. It is the best bang for your buck to get new people to your show. I get really frustrated when I see podcast hosts, business owners who are using their show to drive traffic to their offer, spending, spending, spending on Facebook ads with little to show for it because they're driving traffic to a podcast episode in hopes that the person they put the ad in front of is going to stop their day and go listen to a 20-minute-plus podcast. I don't even care if you're trying to get them to listen to a five-minute podcast. The return on that investment is going to be low. Like, really low. Because you're asking... No, you're paying to get someone to maybe completely stop what they're doing long enough to not only see the ad, but go listen to the 20-minute podcast and then be talked into doing the thing you have now built enough trust to get them to do. It's usually get them to opt in, best case scenario, but I have absolutely seen the scenario where it's getting them to buy a sometimes $2,000 program on the back of this 20-minute podcast. And then they get on my call sheet and they ask me why it's not working. And in the future, I'll send them this episode because this is why it's not working. You are getting in front of people who are in no way open to hearing from you. In no way. However, if we shift this and we say, don't pay month after month after month to get someone to run these ads and, you know, just even if we're DIYing the cost of the ads, instead we invest some time and yes, maybe some money into making sure our content is clear in the question it answers so that when people go into Google, Bing, whatever search engine they may use, your content shows up. But also, if they go into podcast players like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Audible, Amazon Music, whatever they want to call it today, Google Podcasts, whatever they're calling that today, Overcast, whatever their preferred platform is, and they ask that same question, they search for a show like yours, are they going to find your show? And even better, long after I've stopped investing the time 
and yes, maybe money, into having that done, it's still working. It's still driving listenership. I want you to change the way you're looking at SEO. I've mentioned the search engines. I mentioned the podcast players. Earlier, I talked a little bit about Pinterest and TikTok and YouTube, which are social media platforms. That's right, because when you go and you put your audiogram on Pinterest, you're going to title it with the title of your show. You're going to add a caption, giving them a description of what the show's going to be like. I would use your show description that you put in your podcast player so you're reusing this SEO content and now you've got search results coming there. You could also put that up on TikTok. Make sure you're optimizing that caption with a shorter version of that same description. You're using those keywords that people are looking for your content with. Search engines. That's that's what the algorithm is. Is it's built to deliver the content that the end consumer wants. And it's our job as the people putting the content in the machine to make sure that the algorithm can do that job with our content effectively. And that means putting in the right keywords. This right now here, me talking the, the uh, waves in front of me on the screen as I record, they are not crawlable. The algorithm does not care about them. Guess why? The algorithm is not crawling them. The algorithm is unaware of them. As far as the algorithm is concerned, it does not exist. And so I have to be doing more than putting a player and three sentences on my show notes page. I have to be doing more than uploading into my host and saying, on this week's show, I interviewed Billy Bob. Because unless somebody's searching for Billy Bob, I am out of luck, right? It's critical that we be, be, we be more mindful. We be more present to the text we're putting around this. Because this part is valuable to the end listener only if the end listener can find it. There's got to be some time and some thought process put into these tools. Now that I, I, have, I have thoroughly, hopefully, convinced you of the power of this, we're going to be having more of these conversations as we move through the rest of this year and into next year because this is so important. It's a big part of what we do. It is a big reason why we do the kind of, of show notes and the kind of production process we do for the shows that work with us that we do for this show because this stuff matters. So I want to first and foremost give you a way to start improving your show notes, start improving your podcast descriptions, and that's being really mindful of the balance between getting them to click once they find it and getting them to find it at all. Oftentimes, we think of these really cute, really clever episode titles that are so whimsical and so fun. And we just know that our listeners and our community will immediately 
click on it because they get the inside joke that's there. And that's great. <laughs> if the show is only exclusively for those people who are already indoctrinated enough that they get the inside joke. And that's when we sacrifice the discoverability of our show for cleverness to our already bought in audience. And so as you're preparing your episode titles for your episodes next month, for your episodes next quarter, whatever it may be, I want you to be looking at them through the filter of, does this title make this episode easier to find and easier to identify as the answer to a question my audience might have? There are a ton of tools that you can be using for this. CoSchedule's got a great headline tool that I adore. It will give you a, a headline score and an SEO score. Neither of these are like scientific numbers to the best of my knowledge, but it will give you a general idea of where you're getting to. It's a great place to start. It is a low-hanging fruit way to be paying attention to this. If you want to take it a step farther, I want you to start thinking about the overall SEO quality of your show notes. Are you putting together something that is going to make it easier for your podcast to be discovered via the Google, via the Bing, via the, does anybody use Yahoo search anymore? I don't know. DuckDuckGo, whatever it may be. Is this going to help that search engine put this episode in front of people? If all of this sounds wildly overwhelming and something you have no interest in doing, make sure you're talking to your podcast production team about it because they should be helping you with this. For example, this is something we do with our clients. This is something we pay attention to with our clients. This is something that I have been and will continue to for maybe ever uh, get uh, more and more training on because things change, things evolve. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure if you have support with your show or you are thinking about getting support with your show, this is something they're talking to you about. If it's not something they're talking to you about, or if it's something that they're saying doesn't matter for podcasts, I would like you to run away. It doesn't mean you have to run to me, although you're welcome here. Uh, but it does mean to run away because this has to be something that's at least a part of the conversation as they are preparing your show notes and distribution uh, pieces for your podcast. All right. With all that said, if you'd like me to help you with this, if you'd like our team to help you with this, we do have one more spot to start working with us in July. Uh, so head on over to uncommonlymore.com slash podcast production and make sure that that spot belongs to you. I will talk to you very soon about what it looks like to work with us. All right? And, of course, I'll see you next week. If you made it to this point of the show and you still happen to be listening, which statistically is unlikely, I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today, and I want to hear from you. So reach out on social or via email and let me know what actions you're going to take from today's episode. Because... Honestly, that's why we produce the show. That's why I record this show. That's why my team does all the work to release this show. It's so that we can help you. We can help make a difference in your show. And consequently, in your business. 
If you haven't left a review for the show, head over to ratethispod.com slash more. It's an easy way to show some love to the show and also help us reach more podcasters who are looking for the same kind of support you were looking for. If you have any suggestions or ideas or thoughts you would like me to address on the show, be sure to reach out. Again, like I say a lot, this is the start of the conversation and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. 